and welcome to Gank That Drink, a supernatural drinking game podcast. This is season one, episode six, Scarecrow and Faith. Of course, in every episode of Gank That Drink, we assign ourselves each two drinking game rules and we play along with two episodes of the magically delicious and delightful television show, Supernatural. After we watch and play, we will discuss both episodes, while most definitely tipsy. We will evaluate the rules we played in our quest to curate for you the perfect Supernatural Season 1 drinking game. I am Chrissy. And I am Nate. And tonight we're watching Scarecrow, which originally aired January 10th, 2006. Uh, 4.23 million viewers. And Faith, originally aired January 17th, 2006. 3.86 million viewers, so they're, it's going downhill. Going still, still trending downward. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, we are going to be discussing the episodes in their entirety, and certainly in, we will be in no fit state to avoid spoilers, so be prepared to hear all the grisly details of something you've had more than 12 years to watch. Yeah. All right, so what rules are we playing tonight? Mr. Knight. My first rule is one that we played back in episode five, Asylum. Uh, it is someone says, quote, what the hell? Take one drink. And did it happen at all? I don't think so. I don't so. think it happened at so, all in that yeah, episode. It didn't I happen, was, so we're coming back to it. Yeah, in the last episode, none of our drinking game rules happened. Yeah, that was a sad day. We just drank of our own accord. <laughs> What's your first rule? Uh, the boys flash a badge. Oh. Take a drink. Any badge at all. Any badge. All right. Pick a badge, flash a badge, any badge. My second one is two drinks if Sam and Dean argue. So most likely we'll be taking at least two drinks at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I drew the what happened rule. Whenever they mention what happened to mom and Jess, take three drinks. And you specifically wanted them to say what happened, the words what happened. So we'll see how much play yeah. we have to give that because we played that one way back in episode one. Yeah. And so, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Of course, we are also uh, always playing our anytime Dean says Sammy rule. We always yell Sammy, Sammy. and take a drink. Uh, and also our Kripke Easter egg uh, is also always in effect. We're still on that Easter egg hunt. Yeah. We, we have yet to find. <laughs> yet to come across one. And I'm sure that people are gonna be like you idiots you've missed all of them so please we are idiots Tell let us. us know when we miss them we'll go back and find it yeah we're so we're gonna go ready this part's still awkward what, what are we drinking oh yes very important yeah. we're drinking uh this is your suggestion yes. a gunshot yes is what it's called it's called a gunshot it is rum mixed with tea yeah and what kind of tea are are we doing i believe this is the I always call it the Candyland tea, but I think that that wouldn't be uh, no, appropriate is, via uh, Celestial Seasonings Candy Cane Lane. Candy Cane Lane. It is my. It is a seasonal tea. It is my favorite tea, and so I have a veritable stockpile of it. Whenever it is in season, I buy like twelve boxes, and people gift them to me as well. So that I can have Candy Cane Lane all year round. And it tastes good with rum. Yeah, because it's got that sort of pepperminty spice. Yeah. And then the spiced rum fits in real nicely. Okay. So we're going to go watch the episodes Away now. we go. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. So we're back. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we're back, and we didn't actually drink that much. <laughs> nope. Again, the second time in a row that our rules didn't play. We may have to add more. Yeah. If they're going to be like this. Um. All right, so Scarecrow, you're going to sum this one up for us. Yes, so Scarecrow is kind of our typical... Uh, beginning of a horror movie kind of start with uh, mm-hmm. a couple that ends up somehow broken down in this town and the locals are so nice. So nice. So nice. And Have some of our apple pie and yes. our apple cider. Just never accept free food from people in small towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they end up run off the road and uh, a scarecrow ends up murdering them which uh that is our pre-title sequence and then we after the title see the boys talking to their father on the phone and basically uh john is telling them hey stop looking for me i need you to go to indiana here's a list of names to look up yeah and why wouldn't he just text them like he always does like it looks like they almost needed like a well like a, I, I think at the end of our last episode it it ended with them with answering Missouri. a phone call from John, correct? Because Missouri Mosley called them. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. And I, they they pick up a phone they pick up a phone at the end of the last episode, I believe, and say, Dad and then so I think that's where we're picking up. All right, and he's yeah. like, Stop looking for me. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So dad, John says, Stop looking for me. Go to Indiana. Here's some names. Here's the intriguing part about these names, which is uh, it is always a couple that is dying in this one area, this one town of Indiana, uh, during the same week every single year. Mm-hmm. So obviously they realize it's some sort of pagan god ritual mm-hmm. and that these folks come from the uh, Norwegian and and kind of Norse background, mm-hmm. the immigrants of this town, and the scarecrow is what is keeping the town prosperous. They keep mentioning other towns in the area that are uh, gone up in flames, either mm-hmm. with joblessness or or famine or whatever, and and their town is surviving because they keep sacrificing poor little newlyweds <laughs> to yeah. the scarecrow. Uh, but this episode is also significant because we get our introduction to Meg. Meg, because the boys split up. Yes, the boys do split up. So, yeah, that is kind of like a centerpiece of the episode is uh, Sam and Dean split up because Sam wants to go find Dad in California, and he knows where he is. He got a call from a payphone in Sacramento, and Dean wants to continue on with what John told him to do. Yep. So they split up, and that's when Sam meets Meg, and it is revealed at the end of the episode that Meg is not once we once thought she was. Yeah. She a demon. Yeah. Total, total demon. So Totes demon. Um, yeah, no, this episode was good. I think it's a classic episode. I, I mean, I mentioned while we were watching it that this is a trope that the whole, the uh, people, yeah, there's a town that are sacrificing strangers yeah. for the greater good is a trope we see in several X-Files episodes. It's something that we see so often. in so many different movies and other Jeepers TV shows. Creepers, yeah, you, you know, it's a list, lot of American yeah. gods. You know, we go on and on for sure, for sure. I love this episode, though. Like, as Monster of the Week episode, season one episodes go, I love it. I love the Scarecrow, that the Scarecrow, like, picks a victim who has a distinctive tattoo and then is like, oh, I... I, p- I want this part of him. I'm going to incorporate that into my costume. I really like it. And you know what? I I want to 
He's a creative scarecrow. He's yeah. hundreds of years killed people. And he's just trying wants to live to... his true self. Yeah. He always wanted a tattoo. Couldn't get one. He's tied up in a field. And and the cigarette smoking man is in this episode. Yes. He has a cameo. William B. Davies, I believe, is the mm-hmm. actor's name. Yeah, and he's the professor who, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff I didn't get in this, about these small towns where they lure people to the to their death. Lesson learned, small town people who are overly nice are going to feed you to something. Yeah, just don't ever, and, and if they give you directions, just pull out your phone, Google Map that mm-hmm. puppy, don't ever take their mm-hmm. word for it, they'll lead you into the apple orchard of death. Yeah, don't go there. Um, I do really love... There are a lot of things in this episode I love, too. I love the ridiculousness of all the old people in the town having their meeting under their umbrellas, like, out in the middle of a rainstorm. Like, Yeah, that's where, yeah, we couldn't have had this meeting inside. Because it seems like everyone in the town, except for this... It has to be so clandestine. One, this one girl who moved there when she was 13. Mm-hmm. Everyone else seems to know the deal and seems to be on board with this yearly sacrifice. But there have to be people in that town... Anyway, but I would have loved to see the town hall meeting like in an actual like city hall, and they're just like bang, 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 on the table. Who are we going to sacrifice this year? But I, I think like there Everyone's has to be someone watching, in I'm that like, town who is unhappy with their lot right. in life, and they're like, "Look, I this year I want to make the apple pie that we feed to the victims before we. So I need a little extra luck or something." <laughs> is that how it works? The I don't know. <laughs> you give them items. There's like a thrift shop store owner who's like, yeah. oh, yes, take this vintage record player with you on your journeys. If you see anyone, just let them know. Larry gave it to you. I'm. Who are we going to see? We're leaving. No, no. I'm just, if you do, you're not going to, but if you do. Uh, uh, and then also, like, I love that in the end, the couple that is the aunt and uncle who are so, like, steadfast in there, it's for the greater good. You just got to let them take you. They get killed and taken by by the monster, the Vanir, and because Vanir just, don't care. Vanir don't care, and you know maybe he prefers older um, sacrifices. They're more yeah. seasoned. Well, and he's uh, an older vintage. gentleman, as an older god. Yeah. He he probably prefers it. Yeah. No, it's um. Nobody asked him. Right. He just you know he he probably he was so probably so excited seeing a whole group of people. And so many couples out in the orchard yeah. that night. He had his pick of the litter. Yeah. And he just chose whichever one was closest. Yeah. He obviously <laughs> did. Well, and that was a, a man and a woman standing right. side by side. The ones closest to him. I think you <laughs> should have gotten them all. Like, you should have come back and gotten them all. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, essentially, Sammy ends up. Oh, hold, let's hold. For the train in the background. The train. Uh, adds ambiance. I guess so. We're recording live in the middle of a train station. Uh, Dean ends up tied out in the orchard with this young girl who... The niece. The niece of these people. And, of course, Sam comes and saves the day after inexplicably not getting on a greyhound to Sacramento. Yeah, and where was he that he was able to just get back right away and find Dean right away? Because it seems like they were separated for many days. This many, is, many days. Both of these episodes are episodes where there's no concept of time. There's we don't know if if a day has passed. Well, I guess I guess in Scarecrow we do because they say it's the last day of the cycle. That's why it has to be. Right. So I think it's a total a total week passes between the day they get there mm-hmm. and the f- end of the episode. 
because uh, uh, Sammy was hitchhiking for a mm-hmm. minute, so who knows how long he was hitchhiking. Yeah. Then he gets to a bus station in a town somewhere. We don't know where he is. Yeah. So he said he'll, he could actually not be that far away. Um, I don't think they serve beer at bus stations. I've been in several of them uh, across the country. Never seen one that serves booze. I'm And uh-uh. actually, given the people that typically ride uh, the bus cross country, very glad they do not serve booze. In, right? They kind of bring their own. Yeah, most people. Yeah. They get on with it already in them. Yeah, because you're not driving. That is that is an approach a lot of people take on the Greyhound. Yeah. From my experience. I Yeah, I... I thought that was a bar. So I do like this episode because it is a little cheesy. It's the Jeepers Creepers episode. Um, I liked I liked how much uh, how much they managed to stuff in of the like Norse thing. Well, they you know the immigrants brought the tree with them. It felt very Neil Gaiman, um, and I liked it. I just love it. I yeah. think you gotta watch it. And I think it's some, I think it's one you definitely watch. So I think it passes a good Monster of the Week test and a good mythology test at the same time and there are sort of man tears like there aren't literal man tears but there's that moment where both sam and dean like glance furtively at their phones and like scroll all the way down to their brother's number and then don't dial it which is so emo and then when they finally do talk they don't tell us who called who we don't they don't tell us who called who i assume dean called um, but then they do have a really nice conversation where he's like, I appreciate you got to live your own life and I've always admired you and I love you, Sammy. And it's very sweet. They're very it. open on this show. Very no, open. No, they're not. They they're so super are. open. This is like one of the only moments I can ever think of. And of course, Dean at the end is like, hold me. That was beautiful. Um, but yeah, so often they just like clench their jaws and don't say what they really feel. Yeah, how it. how did you feel about this big bad this this villain? Um, I liked it. I liked that it was rooted in mythology. I liked that it was creepy as fuck up in that tree, and it definitely like the taking of the arms was specifically from Jeepers Creepers because they think you could have just sacrificed them and didn't need to take their pieces. But right? it, yeah, it made it nice though. I liked it. I thought it was scary. I thought it was creeperoony, and the real villains are the townsfolk. Right, yeah, he's uh, the scarecrow is just a scapegoat in this situation. He's just yeah. chilling, doing his thing, he's taking just sacrifices it, yeah. and providing prosperity. Yeah, he's essentially a genie for hire. Yeah, the, the payment is death. And I think both of these episodes too, like there's like a captured supernatural. There is, yeah, element. Yeah. So let's move on to our second episode, Faith. 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 Yeah, this is an episode I always forget uh forget about so but it is so special because it is dean's first brush with death yes a first of of bagillions uh so yeah so they're on a job i love this episode too because it starts in in the middle of a fight they're rescuing two little kids from like a sort of a hansel and gretel type situation i guess apparently it's a ghost that you can only kill or a, a creature you can only kill with electricity uh so dean tases it but in a, he's in a puddle. He's sitting in a puddle, and he also tases himself. Lesson learned. Don't tase when in puddles. Don't. Uh, yeah, and so he suffers a major heart attack, and uh, the doctors give him less than a week to live, which doesn't make any sense to me. I that was in a month. Did they? I don't know. They but it was some like ridiculously live. short amount of time. 
I don't know. I don't know how heart stuff works. But, but after a heart attack, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. If you sure live through a heart attack, you're fine. I don't know. You just got to strengthen that puppy up. <sighs> so Dean and Sam, so Sam takes Dean to a faith healer who heals him, who chooses him and heals him. They meet Darla from Angel uh, and Buffy. Julie oh, Benz, yeah, guest star right. Julie Benz, uh, who is like a very sweet and kind and earnest and true uh, and loving and wonderful person who has an operable brain tumor and she's hoping to be healed. Dean gets healed instead. And he's fine. First time Dean Winchester cheats death this season even. Uh, and then so they figure out something wonky is going on. Uh, they investigate and realize that the wife of the preacher has trapped a reacher. <laughs> Not a reacher. A reaper. The wife of the preacher has trapped a reaper. And that's, we got to make up a nursery That was rhyme. my favorite nursery rhyme as a kid. The wife of the preacher has trapped the reaper. And he'll come and get you if your room isn't neater. I'm going to use that immediately. I'm going to tell the kids. That's how it works. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, they figure out that she has sort of tethered a reaper who will do her bidding. And so, like, the priest who thinks he's healing people is really just taking, uh, trading a life for a life. So, in order for Dean to be saved, a dude died. But there's, like, I mean, I think this is a good episode, but there's just there's just not that much to say about it. Like, nope. we get to see, you know, Dean has a death wish for sure. Like, he finds out he's dying and he's like, yeah, it's cool. I'm, yeah, I'm fine. Good. I'm good. He gets healed and he's like, he wishes he hadn't been healed. And then when the Reaper's coming for him in the end, he doesn't even run. He just stands there. So. Well, and that's obviously a thing with his character throughout it is he's always just like the dude's dude where he's like, yeah, no, I die, I die. I'm good. Yeah. I'm I, fine. I did what I needed. Um, But, it, and this is, I guess you see the difference between Sam and Dean because Sam is, has faith yeah. and believes and believes in the good and. And Dean's very cynical and is like, not. Yeah. I found this one interesting. This is, and again, mentioned it while we were watching it. This is a, for some reason, television shows are obsessed, obsessed with these. With tent-having faith healers. Tent-having faith healers. uh, Whether they got snakes or otherwise. uh, And just like the short list I Mm -hmm. ran through in my head featured True Detective Mm -hmm. and obviously X-Files and... Uh, what was the, oh, I had it. Oh, Justified. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just so many different shows. They're obsessed with these faith, healers. these faith healers. And here's the one thing that I've, in all the ones that I've watched, every time it has a, is a church in a tent and you got this guy who's inexplicably healing someone or inexplicably not being bit by snakes, there's always either a wife, daughter, or sister behind the scenes making it happen. What you trying to say, Nate? What are you trying Every to say? single time. Trying to say that it's the woman, Eve, in that situation, who's leading woman, them to temptation? Who, no, no. Just saying, well, I, probably. I don't well, like where this is going. I'm, I'm just saying that it is actually the, the woman who's taking initiative and actually getting things done. While That's the man right. gets all the credit right on front. The world. It's excellent social commentary. Women who have trapped reachers. Re- re- I keep re- saying reapers. reachers. Reachers. They have trapped reachers. They, trapped they trapped Jack, Jack Reacher. <laughs> he would be equally as effective yes. in, in accomplishing yeah. whatever goal they have. I will say this, though. If you're going to have a church tent, have it in your front yard. Like, that guy figured it out. Yeah, but then people were parking in his yard. He steps. By the way, the people were parking 
willy-nilly. Like, oh, yeah. There was no rhyme or reason to the way they were parking their cars. Like, if you want to earn God's favor, park in an orderly fashion. Hey, you think there were been... three and four deep. Some were sideways. Some were nose in. It did not make any sense. Hey, someone should have put that in the bulletin when you walk in. Like, please park your cars normally. Before we get started in worship, we just want everyone yeah. to please. Pick me. Heal me. I will direct the parking. I volunteer to do that for you. Um, also, like, yeah, there's no... And there were police officers there, and there's no way they were zoned for public assembly in that space. They were violating so many city ordinances. They, what they needed was three people standing in the rain with umbrellas being like, he's violating all of these he's ordinances. He's Send the scarecrow. But there's also the moment, too, where, like, he picks people. He can only heal... And here, and time is weird, too. So he can only hear w- one person at a time. God tells him who to choose, which we know is bullshit because he's not really a faith healer. And when he chooses Dean, everybody claps like, yay, he's chosen this stranger. But I don't think that's how people would really react. I think they would be more like Darla's mom who would be like, the fuck this guy. Yeah. What the fuck are you choosing this guy for? I showed people where to park. It'd be like if you were at a live reading of lottery numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, no. And like, there's the one guy who like clearly has like, he's on an oxygen take, he's in a wheelchair. He's got a lot of problems. There's probably someone who's also just like, no, I just, I have scoliosis. But then this woman who is sicking the reaper on people, she's sicking them on, once again, people that she feels are immoral, mm-hmm. which is now the third time this has come up as a uh, device that one of our villains in the show has used, yep. is attacking people who are who are uh, immoral or lacking some uh, sort of morality. Both, both preacher-based. You had... Because uh, you're thinking of the episode where the... Uh, the Hookman. Right, the Hookman episode, but also you had the uh in, in and the, the episode episode one. You had the bride who yeah, uh-huh. a men who were unfaithful. That's so who she targeted. Judgy. You know, there are two sides to every story, ghosts. Yeah. So we this is a running theme through season one is Who deserves to live? Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Who gets to escape the gates of hell at some point? Yeah. Everybody. Everyone, everyone gets like to. twelve or thirteen times. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, so is this a must watch for you? I think so. Because, um, oh, and I also like their hotel room in both of these episodes are really, really great. It's just my dream job is to be a set dresser for the motel rooms on the side of Supernatural. They've got to have a deal with some wallpaper company because the wallpaper that's put up in these hotel rooms. My favorite is when they stay in themed rooms, which they haven't yet so far, but I just love like the the very 70s glass paneling in the room that they stay in in this one. But yeah, and and we finally start to hear some good music, some classic Mm -hmm. rock. They're really sticking with the classic rock nicknames in these. Uh, Yeah, I like it. It's We See Our First Reaper. Yes. And the Reaper lore is going to get deeper, re- deeper right. Reaper lore. Deeper Reaper deeper lore. Deeper Reaper preachers. Deeper Reaper preacher lore. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think you got to watch this episode. Okay. I think it's good. I'm going to say that given my current context and knowledge of the show uh, at where it is right now, it's not a must watch, but I'm going to take mm. your word for it okay. that maybe it would be one later on down the road. Did you think the Reaper was scary? Uh, Did you think the preacher's wife was scary? I think the preacher's wife was terrifying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If I'm ever encountering someone healing people in a tent, I'm looking for the nearest uh, close female female figure to this person because they're usually either milking the snakes or they're... (laughs) Oh, <laughs> they're, no. they're, they're conjuring up the spells or anything like that. So I think the idea of a reaper taking your life, I think the, I think even more than her or the reaper, the paradox of 
well, Dean had to either let Layla die mm-hmm. and save the random other person. Oh, that was himself. Or, uh, or I guess Sam had to do it or let Layla live, but it kills someone else. So I think that paradox is more terrifying. Yeah, and that question of, like, if you could save someone you know, but you, someone you don't know would drop dead, would you do it? And the answer is, like, if it was your daughter or your husband or something like that you probably would yeah it's that question of the she's literally playing god the box the the button in the box oh yeah 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 yeah. the button box the button box. everyone knows yeah everyone knows that you press the button someone in the world dies but like you get a million dollars or something i don't know i don't really don't know Mm, all right (laughs) so on that note rules um all right what happened happened twice uh, boys flash a badge two episodes in a row where they did not yeah they were just friends yeah we're just friends in town uh, what um, was even oh well the first one was they were friends the second one was they literally were just they were coming as themselves they were not like hiding it i still think that's a good rule though. like the boys flash a badge and maybe it just needs to be more drinks I, if it's not going to happen as often as we think it will right i think i'm just going to play it again next week yeah, maybe it's a full-time rule. I know what we're supposed to be. You know what? Let's put it with with uh, the Sam Dean and Sam Dean in the trunk, and uh, and uh, Robert Kripke. Mm-hmm. I like Eric, that. Eric Kripke or Eric Kripke, Robert Downey Jr., Eric Kripke Jr. Uh, someone says, "What the hell?" Happened three times. Yeah, that's a the reason that rule is hard. I think is because you really have to be paying attention. If you get caught up in the episode at all, it's so easy to miss. If we didn't watch with subtitles on, I don't think I would have caught two of them. And even then, it's hard to... You have to keep it really in the front of your mind. Right. But it happens, you know. It happened, yeah, three times in two episodes. Three times so. in this episode. Yeah, in these two episodes. Uh, Sam and Dean argue was by far the winner of tonight. It, it happened six times. Yeah. They argue a lot. Take a couple of drinks. Have some fun. I think two drinks is too many, though. Yeah. No, you don't think so? I think it's fine. It happens about twice or three times an episode. episode. Yeah. Still no creepy Easter eggs. And a couple Sammies. Yeah, there there was, I only counted one. Did you count more than one? I think there were two. Okay. We had one that uh, John said in the phone call. But but it isn't a true, and also this is true for the what happened either. The what happened, they never quote unquote said what happened to mom and Jess, you know? Right. Uh, But, and they didn't, Sammy didn't say, don't call me Sammy. True. And that's the true, the purest form of the rule. But so far, it's not happening. I know. <laughs> so, so we have to just, get bendy. Just bending the rules. So it's hard to see at this point. We're about halfway through. It, it is hard to say which ones we love and which ones we think are no good. We're going to have to really start drilling down. Yeah. And I think as we get, as we move kind of towards the end of the season here, we can start really kind of nailing down and, and nominating which ones we think would be best to be played. Mm-hmm. We should also probably check and see how many we've gone through. So what's next on our next episode on our next on our on our next episode of Gank That Drank? We will be watching Route Six 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 and Nightmare. The I think those are good ones. I have I feel like I have warm feelings towards them. All I know is that Route Six 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 is the racially charged one. Oh, is it? I think so. Oh, I know it's the old. Devil's Highway that runs down the eastern side of Arizona. Word. Random Arizona geography facts. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, do you have a suggestion for drinking game rules? A suggested cocktail? Did you play along and you want to know, let us know how it went? Comment in the blog at mostexcellentpod.com or join and comment on our Most Excellent Facebook group. And as always, you can find out more on mostexcellentpod.com. And if you are in the Phoenix area, you can find Chrissy and myself at the National Comedy Theater. That's nctphoenix.com. N as in Nate, C as in cat, T as in thanks for listening, <laughs> phoenix.com. Uh, and also, thanks for listening. Yeah, I really do. Hey, do all, you know, you guys know the podcast drill by now. We all know how it works, right? So, like, thumbs up, share, subscribe, comment, all that jazz. Help people find us. Uh, we appreciate it, and we appreciate you. Yes. Of course, always remember, gank responsibly. Always gank responsibly. When you're having that drink. <laughs> gank Gank your drink with a plan in mind. <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. We need to work on that. Yeah. Uh, and remember your lessons learned. Those town folk are going to feed you to something. And life ain't fair. And as always, when you're out there saving people and hunting things, keep the most excellent podcast network motto in mind. Be excellent to each other and party, party on, on, dudes. dudes.